welcome ladies and gentlemen to the fifth episode of Regulatory Radio. In today's episode, we will be discussing the intellectual patenting landscape within the United States. Through our conversations, we will be seeking answers to critical questions like what is a patent? How is it filed? What are the benefits of a patent? To understand the market entry better in the US of A. I'm Mohammed Wasi Akhtar and I head the practice pre-sales and solutions at Freya Solutions. And to facilitate our learning on today's topic, we are once again joined by Esther Brown. She is a director at Freya with more than 20 years of work experience and an experienced collaborator with more than six years of supporting the life sciences industry as a commercial business partner. Esther is well positioned to leverage Freya's global regulatory solutions, services, and technology innovations towards achieving client goals and requirements at Freya. Welcome back, Esther. How are you doing today? Hello, Wasi. I'm doing fine. Thank you. Well, patents are quite an important aspect of innovation, isn't it, Esther? Certainly, Wasi. Patents are one of the non-tangible properties owned by an innovator to safeguard innovation rights. Patents assure scientists and innovation ownership, and no other party can replicate the same. Well, patenting is indeed a famous topic of discussion, which can be further proved by the fact that patent and exclusivity are two of the most commonly searched terms on the FDA website. How does patenting work within the FDA? Statistics show that 80% of the drugs sold in the U.S. belong to the generics class. It's only natural that terms like patents and exclusivity are part of the equation. A patent is an intellectual proprietary right issued by the United States Patent and Trademark Office, USPTO. The patent holder has exclusive rights excluding others from making, using, offering for sale, or selling the invention throughout the United States or importing the invention into the United States for a limited time in exchange for public disclosure of the invention when the patent is granted. Generally, the term of a new patent is 20 years from the date in which the application for the patent was filed in the United States. A company may apply for a patent from the USPTO anywhere along the development life cycle of a drug and can encompass a wide range of claims. However, many other factors can affect the duration of the patent. So Esther, can I state that patents and exclusive rights to market the innovator last for the same duration of time? I'm afraid that's not the case. Patents and exclusivity work in a similar fashion but are not distinct from one another and governed by different statutes. Patents are a proprietary right granted by the USPTO anytime during the development of a drug and can encompass a wide range of claims. Exclusivity refers to certain delays and prohibitions on approval of competitor drugs available under the statute. An NDA or ANDA holder is eligible for exclusivity if statutory requirements are met as per subsection of the 21 CFR guidelines. Well, thanks for that clarification, Esther, but how long can an exclusivity period last? In the U.S., the 21 CFR provides for the following exclusivity periods. Orphan drug exclusivity, seven years. New chemical entity exclusivity, five years. Generating antibiotic incentives, now exclusivity, five years. 
New clinical investigation exclusivity, three years. Pediatric exclusivity, six months, added to existing patents or exclusivity. Patent challenge, 180 days. This exclusivity is for ANDAs only. Competitive generic therapy, 180 days. This exclusivity is for ANDAs only as well. Got it, Esther. And how does the patent affect the drug products trying to enter the U.S. market? Patent information is required to be submitted with original NDAs and supplementals on FDA Form 3542A prior to approval. Post-approval patent information should be submitted via FDA Form 3542. The information from FDA Form 3542 is published in the Orange Book. For patents issued after approval of the NDA, the applicant holder has 30 days in which to file. The patent may still be submitted beyond the 30-day time frame as required by 21 CFR Part 314, but the patent is not considered a timely filed patent. ANDA holders are not required to make a certification to an untimely filed patent if the generic application is submitted before the patent. Understood. Is there a criteria for the FDA to recognize a patent and are all kinds of patents accepted? The FDA does not publish patent information in the Orange Book on unapproved applications or on patents beyond the scope of the Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act process and manufacturing patents. The patents that are governed by the FDA statutory provision for submission of patent information are patents that claim the active ingredients, drug product patents, which include formulation composition patents, use patents for particular approved indication or method of using the product, and certain other patents as detailed on FDA Form 3542. That seems like a piece of critical information, Esther, for particularly, you know, the innovators to be aware of, isn't it? Absolutely. The patent benefits last up to 20 years for the approved drug classification. It is a general misconception that the patent information is submitted to the Orange Book staff within the Office of Generic Drugs instead of the USPTO, which is the correct action. The guidance statement released for patent filing clearly states that the form must be submitted with the NDA. Hence, careful filing with relevant information about the patented molecule is critical. Absolutely. But what is the overall requirement while filing Form 3542? The applicant needs to provide the six-digit NDA application number, along with the name of the NDA holder, trade name, active ingredients, dosage forms, strengths, routes of administration, types of use, and approval date of the NDA or supplement related to the patent information. Are there many sections included in the filing procedure? Oh yes, there are a total of six sections in the patent filing form titled as follows. Section one is general, two, drug substance, active ingredient, Section three, drug product, which is a composition and formulation. Section four, method of use. Section five, no relevant patents. Section six, declaration certification. Each section demands information regarding the product in a detailed manner, and each section contains subfields to be completed before submitting the document. 
Well, uh, while we have uh, certainly talked about the patents and the NDA application, how does the paragraph four provision help the generic manufacturers? Paragraph four deserves some additional highlighting. Thanks for bringing it up, Wasi. I'll elaborate on what the paragraph four filings are, and then I'll discuss its scope. Under the Drug Price Competition and Patent Term Restoration Act of 1984, also known as the Hatch-Waxman Amendments, a company can seek FDA approval to market a generic drug before the expiration of the patent related to the brand name drug. To seek this approval, a generic applicant must provide a certification that a patent submitted to FDA by the drug sponsor and listed in the FDA's Orange Book is, to the best of the generic applicant's knowledge, invalid, unenforceable, or will not be infringed upon by the generic product. This certification is called a Paragraph 4 certification. Got it. And what is the major benefit of applying for a Paragraph 4 certificate filing? Looks uh, like a lot of work for the generic manufacturers. Well, Wasi, the first company or set of companies to submit an application and meet the criteria of Paragraph 4 are generally eligible for the exclusive rights to market the generic drug for 180 days. It really is the gold medal in the marathon of first generic approval. Well, indeed it is. Thank you for discussing this interesting topic of parent filing, Esther. My pleasure, Wasi. Thank you for having me on the podcast. Always welcome, Esther. Ladies and gentlemen, after exploring the parenting scenario in the United States, Stay tuned on Regulatory Radio for an engaging conversation on all things regulatory. See you next time.